Welcome back to the Master of None podcast, where we go 365 days, bringing you a podcast every single day. Nothing is off the table. The intention of this podcast is to master the short form podcast, as well as informing, as well as entertaining. So sit back, relax, and listen, and enjoy the show. Welcome back to the Master of None, and today we have a very interesting story that is breaking it continues to just baffle the mind. Rudy Harris. Tonight at 10 o'clock with the story getting national attention, a young man reported missing eight years ago, finally found days ago. But where was Rudy Farias all these years? Thank you for joining us at 10. I'm Keith Gardner. Hey, no. disappeared he has now been found safe Rudy Farias was 17 years old when he went out for a walk and didn't come home now he's 25 years old and back with his family his mother told KPRC 2 on the phone that some good Samaritans found her son at a church so if you haven't been following this story it kind of starts in a way where every great story comes I mean whenever a kid's missing for eight years and he's found. It's very joyous, you know. And the story of Rudy is when he was 17, he went out. In 2015, he had two dogs he was walking as a result of walking these dogs. Um, that evening, he ended up going missing. The dogs returned. Investigators investigated the case, only finding a backpack. And he had some eyewitness views from two individuals who were working at a food truck. Now, Raphael Rudy Ferris, the fourth is from Houston, Texas, and the date in which he went missing was March 6, 2015. If we look at his demeanor, he is Hispanic. He is 5'8", 200 pounds, brown skin, fair complexion. That is the photo you see, and that is the missing report that was filed. Now, like I said, the story started out so joyous. You know, you have a situation where Rudy's coming home and he'd be 25 years old at the time of being found. And there would have been an extensive investigation. You have cops, you have organizations, you have GoFundMes. And you have this whole happening at the same time of being able to find Rudy and determine what happened. Family members tell me Rudy Farias is in bad shape right now, but they are grateful to finally have him back home. And now that he's been found, there are a lot of questions about where he was the past eight years. So as this story is unfolding within the relatively last few days, I mean, we think about the story breaking about four days ago and, you know, the, 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 the celebration of finding Rudy at this church. Cops were called. They picked him up. And it kind of leads to a story of, you know, what's happening now within the last eight years as he was found with scars, cuts, bruises. That's the natural progression of this story. Whenever you find somebody, whenever you locate them, you know, obviously there's going to be excitement. The community is going to be happy. And this is kind of where we have a situation where we have Rudy. Rudy's coming in and, you know, the cops need to conduct an investigation because obviously he's been gone for eight years and they've been looking at it. There's been GoFundMe's set up for him there's been funding there's been a big effort so it really breaks down where was rudy 
So after the first investigation, this is where it really takes a turn. We have the mother inviting Quanell X, who Quanell X is known in the community. He is a civil rights activist. You know, he works as a defensive coach. He's really well, well known within Houston. The mother asked him to join the sit-in on the investigation. Why the mother asked, we're not sure at this time. I would love to know more about the connection with that relationship. But what we really have is the investigation turns after Quan LX's, um addresses the media. He said that she made him play daddy. Well, Fox 26 News was there yesterday, just moments after community activist Quan LX spoke about this case, recounting his conversation with Rudy and the allegations of sexual abuse. Claims that were disputed by investigators earlier today. Now, we caught up with Quan LX to get his reaction. My problem with that, Chief, is your detective sat right there with me for an hour and 15 minutes and heard every word come out of Rudy's mouth about what took place at home with his mother. So Quan X obviously is telling a different story. So what's going on right now? Well, Quan X in the press interview indicated that Rudy was saying that he has been held captive from his mother for the last eight years. And as a result of it, what has been taking place is abuse on multiple fronts, mental, physical, and sexual. And what what Quan X was saying in this interview is really what happened is Rudy's mother was dosing Rudy with LSD, mushrooms, and that's kind of what the story was, is she was drugging him and creating these scenarios where she would actually come in and abuse him and, and, and do things that were just not natural and in the interview he is he is truly rattled by it and you have this story kind of breaking off into multiple points because the houston police aren't really confirming nor denying those allegations and that's really what quan alex is talking about now at this point he was telling you that there was some sort of sexual action that was happening between him and ask you a question if your mother tongue kissing you in the bed with her naked what the hell is that i mean damn dude do you have to go that far that's, that's, what the, that's what happened. This is sick. This ain't normal. This is sick. So obviously when you hear Kwame X talk about it, it brings up a lot of questions. What is going on with this story? You know, and in all reality, if Kwame X did not talk to the press the way he did, we wouldn't be knowing of these allegations. So it's really taken this investigation and he's blown it up because it's not natural for the Houston police to really talk about it. Now, I can give you some information from a press review where the Houston police are trying kind of to play it off that nothing quite yet has been indicated on that front. And you've called me saying that the investigator who you're about to hear was actually in the room during this investigation. Currently, the DA has declined any charges at this time for making fictitious reports and failure to ID. Uh, investigators have reached out to Adult Protective Services. HPD Victim Services has reached out. We've also connected Rudy with Victim Services to ensure that he has a method to recover. Now, based on Rudy's interview, there were no reports of sexual abuse 
reported. Um, if there is a disclosure made, we will continue to investigate. So this is really where the story is starting to get, I mean, I wouldn't say, it's just starting to get interesting in standpoint of you have two different tales saying what happened. The Houston police are saying there hasn't been any allegations, any talk indicating if there's any sexual activity. Now, there was a question asked within the press within the press conference that I thought was interesting, but they indicated if there was anything sexual going on with this case, the state does not allow for anything to be briefed within a um, within a press press conference. So that's really interesting aspect of it. But it's like, why is it taking two different turns? I think now we're in a situation within this story where the reasons why it's blowing up so much is you have Rudy obviously being you know found after eight years. You have these allegations from Kwame X indicating that his mother sexually assaulted him. And now you have a situation where the Houston police is saying, hey, that never happened, yet the DA isn't pushing any type of charges. So what is going on with this story? I think whenever we look at it, it's really important first to analyze the family. So within this story, the ants have been very verbal to the the media, the public, and because if if the mother was hiding her son for eight years. It seems like eventually somebody would know, the family would know. Well, I think probably where the story is getting interesting and where it's kind of starting to unfold for the mother um, is the fact that the neighbors have identified him and seen him before, and they knew him as a different name, you know, and they would he would come over and hang out with the neighbors. Obviously, he's 25 years old at this point, but we break down that story, and it's really interesting what's being said because the DA now has released the mother uncuffed them and I'm pretty sure Rudy the child is at home with the mother now but why are we getting into a situation where she could have potentially abducted him we know that there was GoFunding that was used potentially up values of $75,000 we also know that you know there was potentially that ill-gotten gain but another theory has arised that I think is probably really interesting that it's actually being provided by the ants. When Rudy's brother passed away, um, Charlie, he has or he had a policy as Charlie, as Rudy being the beneficiary to that policy. Now, it is my understanding that. Um, since Rudy became missing back when, that it, it's my understanding, I don't know how true this is, but my understanding that uh, Rudy has to be missing for at least three years so mom can collect that policy. So now we enter in this policy that what's so crazy is how fast this story is unfolding. You know, when you think about it, you have Rudy, you have the police, you have Quamex, you have the aunt, the ants, and you have the mother. And those are the ones right now who are really pushing and creating and unfolding this complex story. Now, the ants are saying they weren't even privy to it, so much so that they even went to California to look for Rudy. So the mother was telling them the story as well, creating the story. So... 
it really just makes you wonder, like, if we go down kind of the, the thought process of what, what is going on here, obviously we know Rudy is a grown man. So we have to really understand that if he was at his mother's house, his mother was obviously using some type of psychological aspect on him to have that hold, but it makes you wonder, you know, how was she able to have him for so long and how did he get away? You know, is is this a situation where he had to run away? Was he physically tied to the bed? Was he at his mother's house? You know, and what's really interesting is if Rudy's indicating that his mother did abduct him, right, and he's saying that, what they're saying right now is there is no proof of that actually happening. The DA told us yesterday. They had her. She was in handcuffs and she was released because they said they had no proven evidence, no factual evidence. So the layers of this story are just, this is what's making this story so bizarre. Yeah. Uh, so, so many, this case is just mind-boggling, honestly. And we're learning that there are more bombshell allegations. And there are just more bombshell allegations. I mean, that, that right now is where the case sits. And I think for me, it's like we're in a situation in that until the Houston police identifies what Ruby's saying, you look at where Ruby is now, it's almost like the police with their actions are indicating what Kwame X said really wasn't relevant or even happened which in itself makes the story way more peculiar and strange. Other, You know, you can't, and that's kind of what's tying into all of the fanfare around it. And we hear that the DA let her go. There's nothing really charged. So what, what, is, what was Rudy saying in that investigation? You know, you, you, you think if there was a situation where the mother was holding him captive, they wouldn't let him go back into the arms of their capturer. So is there more to this story? You know, obviously there is, and there's so many layers, and we wouldn't be at this point, and Kwame X is standing by his points. He's saying this actually happened. So now it becomes a story of, of, of who is right or who's wrong. You know, and it's kind of stuck in this situation where they're indicating that the investigation is still going, and they're not going to make any arrest until then. So we're at a point to be like, you know, obviously, you'd be kidnapping would be the charge for eight years. Um, and there would be ill-gotten, I know there would be potential um, fraud for getting money from GoFundMe. And if you tie into Charlie, the brother's inheritance, you have a whole different situation that could happen. So the real story is like, what's next? I mean, there's so many layers to this. And it's probably there's going to be more bombshells relating to what's going on. I will keep you up the best date I can. Obviously, things are happening relatively quick. I want to thank you guys for listening to this show. Please like and follow on Spotify. Um, all the support is great. I really appreciate it. And this has been a production from the Master of None podcast. <laughs>